Welcome to the One Life for Life podcast, where we're focused on ending abortion one county at a time. Welcome to lesson number five for One Life for Life training for those uh, seeking to be on site as uh, taking the gospel on site at the local abortion mill. Today, we're going to talk about messaging to the community. Again, uh, Pastor Eric Stewart as the host, uh, director of One Life for Life, as well as with uh, James Carr and Justin Phillips, our, our on-site missionaries, those that are interposing for the babies on a daily basis. Uh, so messaging to the community, this this is uh, is is just, just important. We have to think through every part of this ministry, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, again, I, I think a theme throughout this is, is sharing how much we've all learned in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just start out with this, something that I think we've really learned in this ministry is how do we want the community to perceive us? Do we just go in and say, I care less how the community perceives us or what's our approach as it relates to the community? How do we want the community to view us in our ministry? Well, I think the the main, you want the community to see that, that you're approachable and that Mm -hmm. you're, um, you know, friendly and like, cause I think, I know one of the things our, our mill is, is different than a lot of mills because it's in a shopping plaza, you know? So there's, there's dollar stores next to the abortion mill. There's a bank. And so there's people driving by all the time that are going to, to shop there. And so you want to, you know, wave and smile at people as they're driving by or whatever, as they're going into the, the dollar store and you, you want them to, to know that you're approachable and because in, and then they'll hear the preaching when you're talking to the moms and, and when you're saying that, you know, you're telling them and they'll come approach you and say, what's going on? And you tell them that the, the abortion clinic is right there and that babies are dying. And, and, um, and, and some, sometimes it takes a while. Like it took a year for this one girl to come and talk with us. Um, but of a, a year of being there and her seeing us and seeing that we're we are are approachable, she just came and sat down and started talking talking with us and, and able to share the gospel with her. And she's a, she's an atheist and gave her a Bible. And so you want you want the community to know that that you are a resource center for them. And I, I always kind of think of it as, you know, everybody in their life at some different t- some point in their life is gonna they're gonna be more serious about seeking God, you know, and then, in, in, in that time, they're going to think in their mind, who do I have that, that knows God and, and would it be able to answer any questions that some questions that I have about God. And I want them to think, Oh, those guys on Flushing Road, they're always there. I could go to them and ask questions about a God and the Bible. I want, I want them, the community as a whole to see that, that, that they can come to us and we will help them with that. And, yeah, those, those are really good points. And um, something I hear you, Justin, you say almost on a daily basis to the moms, but the other community hears it, is we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. 
And to be an ambassador, you're an ambassador represents that person or or that government or that person with the full authority of that person. So we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says that. And, the, and so how are we representing Christ on a daily basis? How do people, do we, do we, with our actions and our words, lead people closer to the cross or further away? Because it's, it's one or the other. There's mm-hmm. no neutrality. There's yeah. no in-between. We're either taking them, we're either clearing the hedges so that they can see the cross of Christ better, or we are muddying the waters and taking them further away. And so I I think taking that serious of how we're perceived. Um, In this past year, we've had many people come to us and say, I need prayer. Stop and say, can you pray for me? Well, we've never talked to them, but they know that they can come there for prayer. And come to the red tent. <laughs> to the red tent on yeah. Flushing Road, and they can get prayer. Yeah. They can get answers to biblical questions. I know that I've heard people uh, talk to Justin and I both and say, are y'all preachers? And it's like, well, yeah. You know, we're not a pastor. We're not, like, doing sermons on Sunday. But they know that we have a knowledge of the Word that they can come and ask questions. Yeah. And get answers to those questions. So, yeah, and you guys have really seen the in our community that we're in. You've seen that change over the last year, haven't you? Yes. What What do you think um, is attributed to that change and that transition? Take to, I mean, really, the community loves you guys. Yeah. Like they know they can come to that red tent, like you said, and get prayer and and get someone that'll care for them. Um, so, what's happened over the last year? Yeah, I think they, you know, we get more and more thumbs up and waves and honks and people saying, <laughs> keep it up, you know, and stopping by and encouraging us and that. And I think, I think a lot of it is the consistency of, of how, how much we're there. You know, we're there every day they drive by, we're there. And when they drive by and it's a blizzard out, we're still there. Or when it's storming out, we're still there, raining, we're still there. So that shows people that these guys are serious and they're they're going to be there for the long haul. They're not just because they, you know. And I think it kind of goes with um, people in low income areas or the ghetto, like like around there. They they're jaded and they they because they people have promised them things a lot in their life and but they never follow through and so they're only there for a little bit and they don't really care. They're just yeah. there for some other reason. They'll be gone soon. But the long it, so it takes a lot of time to build that where they see trust or that that we really do care. I think so. I think that's a big thing is the commitment and the, it takes time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, and, you know, preaching the word on a daily basis in that community, the culture is changing. Like, like you were just saying, where we used to get a lot of negative, a lot of hostility, now we're getting thumbs up. We're getting drive-bys, people honking their horn and saying, keep it up. Good job. I had a, a pastor of a local church that drive, drove by um, Friday, stopped with me and prayed for me right there and told me, he said, he said keep up the good work, you mm-hmm. know. So, I mean, it, like you said, the consistency of daily being there, daily being there. I'm pretty sure, I don't have anybody that's told me this, 
But I'm pretty sure when people give directions to places on Flushing Road, they say, go a quarter of a mile past the red tent that's right there in front of the abortion mill. Like, we are a we're, we're yeah. a fixed presence <laughs> there, you know, and people know we're going to be there. Yeah. A funny thing is I, was, uh, I talked to Justin about this because the guy from the bank came and talked to him. But I opened a Chase banking account on <laughs> Hill Road. And the guy began asking me about our ministry, and I started telling him, he's like, oh, man, that sounds so similar to what's going on out at Flushing Road by the Chase Bank there. And I was like, oh, no, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy came and talked to Justin uh, oh, wow. what, last week or something. Yeah, so, it was Thursday, yeah. Yeah. So word's the word's getting, getting around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people are knowing that we're there. Uh, I know your brother, uh, Corbin. Has uh, he was going to U of M? Flint. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're being talked about at the local university, and uh, you know, so I mean, people are aware of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one thing uh, want to talk through a little bit is, um, man, just just maybe maybe share how how I know you can't share everything, but how the Lord's opened opportunities for you guys to share the gospel. As a, as a pastor, um, it's my second church, you know, our other church at one time, we're about 500 people. Our church right now, we're about 125. And uh, so I've had some experience with this, but one common thing you hear from people is they're just like, you know, I'm having a hard time finding out opportunities to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how we don't many have oppor- hard times? You're not having hard times. Uh-uh. So, if like no. if someone wants to learn how to share the gospel, can they come come out with you guys? And, yes. And I'm not even just talking about the mothers, right? I'm talking yeah. about to the people in the community. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things I can just think off the top of my head is um, Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, when he first when we first started there a year ago, he hated us. He would over talk us, yell in front of us. And now he helps us tear down and take our signs over to the building. And he's like, uh, <laughs> wants to be a part of what we're doing. Like he even tells me now where he used to say, well, I'm pro-choice. And now he's like, well, I don't believe in abortion anymore. Like, so totally just, and it's been little bits here and little bits there on a daily consistent yeah. basis. So you have those and then you have situations. I know Justin is with that one girl, you got her to the Bible, you know, and so, I mean, it's just, a, a, there's a bus stop right there. So there's people that hear it, hear us talking to the moms, but there were also, will come up and ask us questions. And so, yeah, there's never, if when you're in the fight, there's, there's never a shortage of opportunity to share the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we, we can overcomplicate things so easily, you know, and, and, but just being out there, standing there. And proclaiming the word of God, and God sends you people, and you get to share the gospel. It's all Him, but we try to make it to where it has something to do with us, and we have to have this perfect layout to when we share the gospel with somebody. Or, but He just, he just says, "Go and pro- proclaim the gospel to all creation." Yeah, He doesn't say anything other like you have to be worried about these results and those results. He, he says, "Go and disciple the nations." How do you do that? You you proclaim the gospel, and I think so. So the scene, the stuff we see out there you know, we see, but the unseen, we don't, I mean, 
I think it's tran- the word of God being going forth and the gospel going out. It's it's transforming the unseen too, and then they, therefore changing the scene. You know, mm. basically. Yeah. Like, you know, so so the stuff we don't see. I mean, we don't know all all that how right. that's affecting that. Yeah. But it's oh, obviously yeah. it just seems different there a lot lot different than when we first started. Right. And all we're doing is standing there and sharing the word of God, and because that's what He said to do. Yeah. Proclaiming and, the blood of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes we'll jump up on that rock and there won't be a mom out in the parking lot and we'll start preaching a sermon on a portion of scripture. It might be John three sixteen, Ephesians two, eight and nine. Yeah. First John one nine. I don't know. You know, we'll we'll start preaching a sermon and people hear it and people respond, sometimes negatively, sometimes positively. But like you're saying, that word is going out and it's penetrating. Yeah. And it's changing the unseen. Yeah. And which changes the scene. And so uh, I think that's a good point. Yeah. I just have a picture in my mind of James, you getting up and saying, My name's James Carr. Welcome to our midweek service <laughs> here, representing One Life for Life. After the service today, if you want to go and speak to Justin over there, he'll help you get, <laughs> get connected for the next steps here. But my text for today is... Right. Yeah. So we have, have church. church. We have yeah. church out there every yes. day. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. But in all seriousness, something that I think is really awesome is like, we, we refer to you guys as missionaries to the abortion-minded, but really you're not mm-hmm. just that. Your missionaries, that whole community. Yeah. Like you guys have inroads into that community now and are a gospel witness. And the Lord has really used you to uh, to transform the culture, like you're saying, preach the gospel mm-hmm. to many people, pray with hurting. Uh, so many, so many open doors he's given you. So. Yes, yes. Mm. Cool. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about common objections, though, you'll hear from the community. Uh, what are things that those in the community will it, you come up and say to you, like uh, um, some objections they may have to what you're doing, what you're saying, why you're there? Maybe, well, let's walk through through some of those. I, I, th- I think one that I hear a lot from the community that would be different. You hear the same ones that we've already talked about from the community. But I think one that you hear a lot is, um, you know, who are you to tell them what to do with their life? Like, that's not, you, you have no say in that. And, or you're a man and you're telling a woman what to do with her body. Like, we've become, we, we've become this uh, culture or this society where uh, men have been emasculated and the, the, we're not supposed to speak into any sphere of our culture at all. Yeah. We're to leave that alone. And so um, I hear that a lot. Like, you know, we're not to say anything to these. I'm not a woman. How am I to uh, speak to that the, the, on women issues? And then also, um, uh, who am I to tell somebody how to live their life? And uh, I think to both of those, it comes down to, you know, our biblical view of uh, manhood and the roles that men have. And uh, in our homes and out in our communities and, and women's roles. And uh, we, we live in a society where the roles are all reversed. So, so identifying from that person that you're engaged, 
talking to, are they coming from operating from a, a world, a worldly, secular worldview, or are they operating from a biblical worldview? And so then, then you kind of know how to address yeah. those questions. Yeah, good. What else, Justin? Um, yeah, you hear a lot of different ones. Um, one that comes to mind is, uh, well, you've already, you've already said what you need to say, so why are you still here, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, and um, why don't you just go, there's so many other bigger things going on, why don't you go focus on that, or... Um, yeah, I think I, that, uh, sorry, can I... Can yeah, sure. You have a story on that recently from mm-hmm. Vicky, right? The, the actual owner of the abortion mill that yeah. said that to you. Yeah, she said, Vicki Moore, she's the owner of two abortion mills, and that's what she basically said, is you have so much time and talent and money and power. Why don't you go? You could go do stuff and have a huge impact on, on things, you know, like the water th- issue or uh, teenagers on drugs or something like that, and, you know, but while she's there murdering babies, you know, and that and I, I basically let her know that that's what I want to have impact on because you're – murdering babies and that's a high priority to stop this from happening (laughs) yeah you said you have to prioritize right yeah Yeah. so if you stop murdering babies we'll start moving on to those other things yeah yeah she's just killing the baby so she doesn't have to worry about them drinking the water i guess or something i don't i mean it's just weird the way their thinking is you know it's just so perverted but and i uh i think the a lot of you know that a lot of people have this idea that that um, and it's like a kind of a Christianized, you know, America is kind of you know have have some idea of the Bible and in, in, in Christ, so they kind of, they but, but they have it all as like individually salvation, individually, you know, and you just kind of mind your own business, and Christ came for you, and then you just mind your business and go to heaven at the end of your life, you know, when God is is for justice, and this is a horrible injustice, and and so like so we have to kind of show the church and the church wake up to the, the, the biblical model of what he's really for. It's not, yeah. you know, and, and so, cause a lot of objections are from, you know, profession, professing Christians that think we're, we're just being harsh or, you know, but they, they have it backwards. Yeah. So you're saying the, the, the biggest objections you get from the community come from those that name the name of Christ. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and they're the most hostile too. You know, it yeah. seems like, I mean, not hostile, like, I mean, just like when they're like, they, they're right. And they know that what you're doing is wrong and that you shouldn't be there. You know, whereas other objections will just be like, well, why, you know, they'll, they'll be more calm about it. But the professing Christians seem to be more. Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I, it made me think of something you just said as another objection that we hear a lot is if we can't, ha- if we can't address all of these social issues, then we shouldn't address any of them. Like, why aren't you down there at Hurley holding the drug-addicted babies? Why aren't you uh, attacking um, human trafficking? Like, and when I was like, well, we can't do it all. Well, then you shouldn't be here. Like, <laughs> if we can't do it all, then we shouldn't do any of it. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is what God has called us to yeah. do. And we have to, kind of like what we said before, we have to be okay with that. That's This is the one thing that God, God has called others to handle those other issues. And, uh, and, and that's wonderful how he's done that. That's why I think that not everybody um, is called to this ministry in this capacity. I think everybody's called to do something. But 
not everybody's going to be the one standing out there. Yeah. And not everybody's going to be the one doing the bags and praying over the bags. And not, you know, so everybody has their role to play. And I think uh, once we identify how God's called us, then we can address those. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything else on the community? Things to look out for to prepare people on or? Does that kind of cover the the big rocks? I, I think one, and one other thing is uh, I, that I learned that I'm still learning, and um, I think Justin's been a really good example of this as well, is um, de-escalating situations with the public. Because you'll get the angry guy that comes out every week and yells and screams right at, I think Satan sends him right at the right moment yeah. when, when you're wanting to talk to this mom and it's so easy, like we said before, to get distracted yeah, and talking and addressing this guy and forgetting about the mom. And it's like, it really doesn't matter what he says or does or whatever. It's like just totally ignoring him at that point and keeping the main thing the main thing. That that can happen in a in a variety of different ways, right? And yeah. early on, I was the one that was yelling back at that guy and, rah, 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 come over here and, rah, 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 you know, and <laughs> it's like, uh, no, that's not the way to do it. It's just ignore him, you know? Yeah, because... Yeah, I mean, that's something we you'll struggle with. Everyone will struggle with being out there because you, you will get um, people yelling and, and wanting to, you know, they want to they wanna argue with you and they, and they say some pretty crazy stuff and you, so you want to respond to that. And, and if, you know, we respond in a way, you know, there's no moms around, but you, then you, re, you could respond to them, but you want to do, do it in a way that kind of de-escalates things. And if you see it's just going to, if you're not going to get a word in and he's just going to yell over you and then it will, and then you'll tend to want to yell a little louder, well, that's just going to escalate that further. So then yeah. it's not even, it's just worth, not even worth really talking to him at that point, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, let's transition then to talk about one other uh, group of people in the community. Um, they're an interesting, interesting people. They're clinic escorts, <laughs> more appropriately known, uh, as death escorts. It's a proper title uh, for them. Um, but anyways, let's talk about them a little bit. They're, they're interesting people. They're people by and large, at least at ours, they're volunteering their time from the community to go into, uh, help deflect attention, uh, I guess basically they're they're they feel like they're doing the opposite of what you guys are doing. They're standing in the gap for the mother's rights, where you're standing in the gap for the baby's rights, and it can can be an interesting kind of dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about them. Like what what do you say to the escorts? How do you message them? And what are some common mistakes? Uh, I know you referenced this a little bit in one of our past podcasts as it relates to the escorts. Um, so let's let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, well, the death courts are their their mission is to absorb all and distract you from the moms and dads. That's what that's what their mission is. That's what they want to do. That's what they're there to do. And so you you have to know that going in that that's what they they want to get you distracted on them, and they'll be fine with you preaching at them all day and 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 um and speaking to them as long as you 
don't focus on the mom. So you have to know that going in. And then so, and so, and you know, when you first, when we first, we didn't have death scores for a long time. And then they showed up one Saturday and, and they, they killed every other Saturday at our mill. And they showed up one Saturday and it was the first time we had death scores. And we were just like preaching, preaching, preaching nonstop at the death scores. Like right. every, just nonstop. And then, but you know, as time, so we just learn as we go, you know, like mm-hmm. the, see what caught on to what they're doing. And, and now we just, it, we haven't had them in a while now, but if they're there, we kind of when they when they come, we'll greet them and tell them not you know not to do this, what they're doing, and tell them the truth. And then when the moms and dad, we just kind of ignore them unless you know. And then if if the moms and dads are all inside, they'll get at least one good gospel sermon while they're sitting out there right. that yeah. day. But but if you they will drain your energy if you're just in there preaching all day to them, they're going to drain your energy and they're going to take all your attention mm-hmm. to them, and then it's it's not yeah. not good. Which and is that's a, what they want to do. Yeah, which is a really common temptation, right? Like, especially at our clinic, they're usually like college kids that are there getting college credit, mm-hmm. and you know, like they're you kind of look at them and they're just like, you guys are just kids, and you want to go out and you know, yeah. in your flesh, you just want to go shake them up a little yeah. bit. Right. So it's it's easy to go down that road. But James, do you have anything else you want to share? Yeah, and I think why do we call them death squirt? So I think that's a a good thing because, um, the the pro-choice community is not pro-choice. Mm. They are not okay with the mom wanting to keep the baby. We've seen Good them point. literally come out and threaten them to get them to go back in to kill the baby. Mm. Like they're not okay with the moms keeping the baby. So they are pro-death. And so that's why we call them death courts. They are there to escort that mom in there and to make them feel okay about murdering their child. And I like the way you just said that. They're there to interpose. (laughs) They (laughs) are practicing the um, act of interposition from the devil's point of view. You want to talk about the gates of heaven and or the heaven attacking the gates of hell it's it's right there in front of the mill yeah and it's it's they are interposing uh they're stepping in between what they think is our wrath yeah and the decision uh. of that mom to murder that baby and we are interposing on the other on the flip side of that so it's like uh, it is a battle. It yeah. is a battle. Yeah, you think of the spiritual warfare in that because it, it's totally. like here they are practicing their religion, trying to allow the mother's rights to offer a sacrifice. Yes. That salvation will come to those mothers when they offer the sacrifice of their baby. Yes. Yeah, and they're 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 thinking that the enemy is you guys, and they're standing between your wrath and them. It, it's spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you yeah. see the, so you see we see their blindness. Yeah, and they see us as being dogmatic. Yeah, and it's like so, so it is a spiritual battle, and that's the part we haven't talked about. But that's the part where Justin was saying they will drain you. Yeah, and it's not just a physical draining. I've done way harder work in my life, but emotionally spiritually um psychologically it it is a battle and it will drain you it will literally drain you yeah mm-hmm. 
Excellent. Well, Justin, any anything else you can think of about uh, messaging to the the escorts? Um, yeah, just you know, you want them to like like the community and other people. You want them to know that they can approach you. You know, so I think it's the balance of things, and you you want them to hear the gospel. If, if they have time, you just got to be aware of who's around, and and you yeah. don't want it. You don't want to give them the attention that they want. You know, yeah. when there's moms and dads around, and um and just give them the gospel message and and let them know that they that you know because we've had conversations with with uh, death court and um and. It, one face to face, and we walked them through. If I had twenty minutes, there's no moms there. Uh, they hadn't start. They haven't really even opened yet. There was only one worker there so far. We talked to him for like twenty minutes, and he's and when he's leaving, he said, "Well, I'll have to think about what you said." And he got in his car and left. He's, and, he's never been back. Yeah, and because but that was a conversation you engaged, not a yeah. yeah. So you that's another thing you want conversations because really once you once you they come and they talk to you and you have conversations and you show them they see I mean and you walk them through they. they you can't, I mean, you can't argue with that. Once they see the truth and you walk them through, that, that this is this is the hol- uh, Holocaust, just like Germany, and they're, they're babies, literally babies, just like you know, dying, you know, like and uh, and so you walk them through these things, and and that's what so that's what you want. You want them to yeah. know that, to come talk to you. And he was wearing a casting crowns T-shirt, wasn't it? Or it was uh, jars of clay. Jars of clay. Yeah, which he is was a Christian uh, group. And he would say, oh, wow. he said uh, to us before, he's like, "Well, I'm more Christian than you." You know, so that's, so. <laughs> Which that statement alone is, yeah. <laughs> I'm more Christian than you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Tipping the scales, huh, right. buddy? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, amazing, amazing testimony. It's been awesome to see how the Lord's used you guys to really minister to everyone, the community, the workers, the death scorts, and, and the parents. I, I think you've been a real testimony and a great example for those engaging the culture of death at the local abortion mill. So thanks again for tuning in on our messaging to the community uh, and, and continue the fight for our preborn neighbors. Thank you.